Hey guys, welcome to the Cannabis Update Podcast. We give leaders and organizations an opportunity to tell their stories and share information. All right, firstly, a quick shout out to HempFest Canada for sponsoring this podcast. The next event is in Calgary on October 11th and 12th. Shop for the latest gear and meet the leaders in the cannabis industry. This event features the HempFest Cannabis Cup 2, which is the first 100% legal cannabis competition. Find more details at hempfestcup.com or hempfestcanada.ca. Pancake Nap, a.k.a. Brad Martin, is quickly becoming one of Canada's most trusted and respected cannabis reviewers. I asked Brad if he would join me on the podcast so we could get to know him a little bit, and he agreed and graciously drove over to my place for an interview. Now, Brad's also a medical patient and a designated grower, which is another topic that we could do a whole new interview about down the road. But needless to say, Brad knows his shit. He also kindly left me a small sample from his personal collection. And let me just say, hang on, this requires a dramatic pause. There we go. It was freaking incredible. Wow. So... Nothing more to be said about that, but I mean, proof in the pudding. The guy is amazing. So let's just jump in and let Brad do the talking. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Brad. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, start off by telling us who you are. Um, I'm <laughs> uh, my name's Brad. I'm a market researcher. I guess that's how I would categorize myself. Mm-hmm. I've also worked uh, in project management of, of construction spaces, primarily care spaces, and I have a, a, a Bachelor of Science degree. Okay. Now you, um, I guess, manage a couple of websites, one being the, the very famous uh, PancakeNap.com, right? <laughs> yeah. As well as your PancakeNap on Twitter. And uh, you have another company, I believe, called Can Standard. That's right. Okay, can you tell me about what those things are? So, um, if I can go back, the way I started was in 2016. Uh, there was a small group of producers when I became a, a medical patient. So mm-hmm. I could I could look at all the prices of um, the eight different producers that were out there, and I could do manual data entry to, to enter all their prices and and cannabinoid contents, and then I would calculate the medical cost of of, of the active content. Okay. Um, and and I would do that, and and I got uh, writing with Lyft. Okay. Um, and uh, John Fowler of Supreme Cannabis asked me one day, "Well, do you, how do you how are you doing this? Are you entering it manually? Or are you using a scraper?" And so I didn't know what a scraper was before he asked me, and and then so I found out what that was, and then that unlocked uh, some more capable data generation, and, and that's really what Can Standard has come into, where I'm scraping all the listings in the market, I'm scraping. Um, illicit listings. I'm mm-hmm. scraping the listings from Weed Maps. I'm scraping the listings from Leafly, and I'm trying to capture uh, the market, um, the price of cannabis, what's out there, who's listing what, where, and then track it over a longitudinal period so I can see how that changes. Okay, um, back up a tiny bit. What is a scraper? It's a line of code that looks at a website and logs uh, a piece of text oh. or uh, an image or or some some piece of data. Okay. And puts it into a database, and then I use a Viz program to to build a graph out of a, the whole thing. Um, what's the difference then between PancakeNap.com and CanStandard.ca? Well, so I see them very similarly. They're they're kind of two sides of the same equation. So, for example, I'll scrape the listings in in the Alberta Cannabis Store and tell you the top ten brands um, that have the most cannabinoid content in the in the range average between okay. what they what they list on the website, but. That's the quantitative aspect of, of the research. 
in order for me to, to really zone in on that, I have to examine the qualitative aspect. So that's really where Pancake Nap comes in. And of course, I have you know my own purchase history from, from Pancake Nap. So Pancake Nap is the place where I really get to examine the qualitative aspect against the quantitative market aspects that Can Standard um, tracks in the market. Okay, Can Standard though is uh, your business, correct? Yeah, it is. Um, uh, it's, it's not. Um, quite ready yet, though. So I'm, I'm. It's, it's in progress. Growing it. You do a lot of work. Uh, I was researching you online, and uh, there are a hell of a lot of reviews there, and and they're good reviews, well respected. What's your motivation behind doing all this? You know, I just enjoy writing them. I enjoy writing them. I enjoy uh, the photography. I, I enjoy editing the video, and I, en- I also have an interest in cannabis genetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, not just the, the genetics itself, but the tale behind the genetics, the person that bred the cultivar. Um, and so, I really enjoy that aspect. So, it, it's it's a compilation of uh, cannabis itself, the data that I track, and a bit of storytelling too. Okay. Uh, behind each cultivar. So my motivation is just enjoyment. I would I'd be writing it if nobody read it. Nice. Um, are you solo or do you work with anybody else? It's just me. Yeah. It's just you. <laughs> yeah. I've bitten off way more than I can chew. Okay. It seems. Okay. Fair enough. Um, how much time per day do you spend reviewing cannabis? Can you go through your schedule? Well, um, it's it's easier for me if I chop them up into little bits. So okay. the work that I do, the photography work, is all uh, prelim to the actual review, and then I put it into a, a humidor and envi- like a, a larger humidor so I can store it. Yeah. And then I bring it out when I when I feel like it. Okay. I have one spot where I review the cannabis in front of the computer with a volcano vaporizer, and mm-hmm. I sit there and it's it's a, a two to three hour experience where I. I uh, log all the information that I that I uh, observe on it, and and then produce the review. I read in an article that you said that you don't judge the effects of the cannabis you are reviewing. Is that true? And if so, why? I mean, a lot of reviewers they'll actually videotape themselves uh, smoking it, ingesting it somehow, and then they talk about the effects of it. I, I just I think the uh, effects of cannabis are more restricted to the individual. Um, you know, I'd have to be telling you how much water I drank, how much sleep I got that mm. night. Um, you know, a lot of the qualitative observations I have aren't exactly reliable, but the that is is fairly unreliable, I, th- I think. So it's not. I don't want to lead you. I have uh, anxiety issues with limonene, for example. If my mom woke me up at three o'clock in the morning every weekend to clean the bathrooms, and I became anxious on that about that, and I was. Using the pine saw, which has limonene in them, <laughs> and then I do the review and tell you that limonene makes you anxious. <laughs> makes you anxious. It's yeah. the placebo effect for everybody else. So, okay, um, that's you, that's what I believe. Do you have a basic framework or a basic system that you apply to each one of your reviews? I try. Yeah, I okay. I, uh, I introduce it if I'm aware of the the listing before I review it. I talk about that. Then I lead into the cultivar um, information, so mm-hmm. the breeder. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, observe the visuals. Talk about olfaction, and then finally, I do the value. Okay. So once we've observed all the all the quality, mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about where the market placement is. What would be the right way to um, say what what you do? Would you call yourself a reviewer? It's competitive market analysis that yeah. I used to do for real estate. So I can tell you the uh, cost of a two bedroom condo with granite countertops by doing the same methodology that I do here for cannabis for mm-hmm. the rental market. So it's really that. That, okay. that competitive analysis. Do you uh, communicate or you know keep in touch with other people who do the same type of thing? Yeah, there's a certain uh, number of people whose reviews I actually consume: vape the bud, poetry reviews. Okay. Um, that, so uh, just for keeping up on what other people think, 
uh, and I think it's important for for others for for those that read my reviews that are that they also uh, get an expanse of other other opinions. Do people reach out to you with requests? Do people contact you yep. and ask you to do certain? They certainly do, and um, I'm amenable to that. If it's already on my list, it's certainly easy to say, "Sure, I'll pick it up." Mm-hmm. Um, I buy all my own cannabis. I, I um, buy it at the retail price, or I try to find the best deal on it, and and so that's my methodology, and I don't deviate from that. Um, I do accept gift cannabis of homegrown cannabis that I I review just uh, to to look at it and appreciate it, um, okay. and I've gotten to see a lot of, a variance of, of of cultivars through that channel, but ah. my my uh, retail cannabis reviews are fairly specific in the methodology where I pick it up at the store and and um, buy it myself. So people have said, hey, would you review this? And I'll put it on my list, okay. uh, whether that be a promoter, a producer, or a, or a customer. So people will send you homegrown strains from time to time as well. Absolutely, that you can mix in. Yep. Do you ever get any opposition from your reviews? Anybody ever? Um, I don't know. Absolutely. DM yeah. you, PM you, say they don't appreciate what you said or they yeah. disagree. Um, I've gotten some negative comments. I've gotten some good criticism that I've that I've used to um, you know sharpen my skills. So yeah. I appreciate I appreciate every single comment I get, whether it's it's uh, uh, negative or. Um, or not, mm-hmm. um, I certainly don't think I'm perfect or any or, or anything like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah you're, I think you're pretty articulate, though, and people respect that. Um, with what you do, I mean, I think you, in many ways, are providing a service to consumers, whether that be medical or adult use. Um, do you feel like you're also uh, doing a service to local shops and stores? They have a lot of limitations; they're not allowed to talk about products in the same way that you do. Yeah, and I do realize a benefit for that. So when I do look at how how maybe I would monetize Pancake Nap if I ever chose that, it yeah. would be getting to um, not the producers itself, but the people that actually sell the products that I'm talking about. And uh, so I'm not. I've, I'm, I haven't done the the research on how I would actually do that, mm. um, but it's it's a direction that I'm looking at. Okay, so you're all over the internet. What's more valuable to you? Would you say would it be your two websites or social media specifically? Um, well, I, I I think both are valuable. I enjoy doing the data. I enjoy yeah. Taking that uh, um, uh, table and making a graph out of it and analyzing it for trends, and I really enjoy talking about the price of cannabis between uh, the different operators and vendors and market sections that are out there. So um, that's really where I'm at. Do you watch the U.S. markets at all? I California, do. Colorado. Yeah. Does that matter to you or to us? Would you say? I abs- So I've been down to San Diego. I have a set of, of reviews from San Diego. I've been up to Alaska. Those those reviews are still in in queue. Um, and I, I like the price dichotomy between cannabis in Canada here yeah. and and down there. It's you can definitely pay more if you want to, but you you get introduced some, to some really niche cultivars, some stuff you wouldn't see up here, mm-hmm. uh, cutting edge phenotypes. So I I think that's pretty cool. When you say niche cultivars, uh, my next question naturally was going to be, um, and this actually fits well. Large LP, large scale LP products compared to, say, smaller scale. Um, do you notice a difference, or is it always case by case? It's easier for me to say it's case by case. Now I haven't seen everything, mm. uh, but you know, um, I, I I think of when you say that, I think of Broken Coast Frost Monster. I right. can't track that anywhere. Um, supposedly, it's it's proprietary genetics for them, um, and I ended up really liking it, despite uh, the fact that I can't tell that backstory of where it came from, <laughs> right? Um, but there's right. other cultivars that um, have have been in that same line where you don't get a backstory and the product quality hasn't been so good, yeah. so it really dampens everything. Okay. You know, I don't know why I'm here. I paid a lot for it, and 
I don't know what this is. What do you provide uh, product analysis on? Only flour specifically? I think you're doing oils and tinctures as well. Yeah, right? I did. Uh, I did a soft gel review, and it's yeah. actually my my um, most viewed review. Oh. Um, so there is uh, an audience out there for edibles, and um, I've gotten a couple of requests to do cannabis oils, but it's not. So I'm a home grower, so I don't. I, I actually process that myself, so it's not something I purchase, and not something I'm really interested in because that olfactory content, I'd argue, isn't isn't as much there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's on my list, but I'm not. It's not. It's. It's, I don't have a fire under me for that. Okay, and I was going to ask you, and you may have alluded to it, but uh, do you anticipate doing reviews on edibles once they hit the market? I think so. If I'm really serious about um, about the the review content, I, I probably should look in that direction. But I think I need to design a different review protocol for that type of for that product type. Yeah, I think you'd have to approach it totally differently. Yep. You know, and, and and also, if you're not going to talk about the effects of what it does to you, what are you what are you actually reviewing? The quality of the food itself. And yeah, that was the challenge in the soft gel review, and I ended up I ended up talking about the effects. Okay, because okay. it's all it's really the only content that you can analyze. Okay. But be, you know, maybe I'm getting into it here, but because the olfactory modifier isn't there, um, the effects were I wouldn't call them bland, but they were uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps from that standpoint, um, I can talk about them in magnitude, and maybe maybe I wouldn't lead anybody with it made me calm or it made me want to mow my lawn or walk my dog or something like that. I'd just say it it was a ten out of ten or a five out of ten. I noticed online that you're going to be a judge at what's called the Hempfest Cannabis Cup. Sure. Yeah. What can you tell me about that? Um, I get to sit up there with uh, a bunch of other judges and yeah. uh, judge some cannabis based on. I think it's pretty neat because I get to judge it based on the cannabinoid content mm-hmm. and I hope the terpene content of the homegrown. So when I own, when I do my own uh, homegrown reviews, I, I have no information. I just have the cultivar, yeah, um, and I and I can trace the backstory. But uh, other than the observable qualities, I I, I get no information on it. So mm-hmm. this Hempfest, uh, I, I anticipate will be homegrown. Uh, cannabis with that data backer, so it'll be cool. So they're going to have homegrown, and they're going to have, uh, I guess, uh, larger scale growers pitted against each other in different categories, right? And sure. I think that everything goes to Keystone Labs first for full analysis, That's right. and then they send the analysis to you along with the product. Yeah, um, is part of that also talking about the effects that you get from consuming it, and how will you handle that? I probably won't. Um, you know, I would argue that there's really no difference in effects between a 13% uh, THC cultivar and a 26% THC cultivar. And if you really want to get down to it, it's yeah. how you used it. Did you put it in a pipe? Did you put it in a joint? Um, what were the, how tight did you roll it? Yeah. Uh, there's a whole bunch of dimensions there that nobody really talks about. Um, so I'm, you know, I just I just don't go down that rabbit hole. It can be pretty ambiguous for sure. So are they going to send you just a big box full of products? Like I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> I think for other um, events and other contests, uh, they send judges a whole bunch of things, and then you have to just. Uh, go through everything bit by bit. Yeah, so. I'm definitely ready to see that. If uh, <laughs> if um, I do get that, I'm certainly hopeful that I do. Uh-huh. Um, or I don't know if I go down to a specific. Uh, you know, if they put me in a cubicle and they go review and and I, I do it like that. Mm. I'm not sure. But you know, if I could get a box and document everything, uh, that would be that would be pretty cool. That'd be super sweet. Although I don't know if you'd be able to review it in the same way. Through your websites or anything, it's probably. I don't think ha- I would. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't keep be it kosher. Separate. I don't think. Um, and then this is on the Sunday of Hempfest in Calgary. That's right. So they have Friday, Saturday, uh, which is the regular event. Sure. And then Sunday is the 
Hempfest Cannabis Cup. So you guys will be up on a stage and you'll be talking about the products that you've consumed and looked at and all of that. I believe so, and and I hope we get a chance to uh, make a case for our picks <laughs> uh, because that's the interesting yeah, part of it. Sure. Everybody's going to have a different opinion based uh-huh. on their own experience. So I'm I you know the ones that I like I always like uh, arguing for. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that debate in itself would be part of the. The interesting. Factor. Well, at a certain level of quality, it comes down to you know those nuances that I feel are most appreciable. Yeah. Well, you've got some other judges on the panel who I think uh, are um, well-seasoned cannabis consumers. Oh yeah, I better do my homework. <laughs> I met Andrew Friedman, uh, who calls himself the Cannabis Sommelier. I did a podcast with him, I think in April. And uh, yeah, I mean, the guy's pretty passionate about. Yeah, and so uh, he's actually trained with with terpenes um, and, and and making that transition between terpenes. Uh, their olfactory content yeah. and how I'm going to tell you it smells, which okay. I'm not. Um, I kind of just shoot from the hip. So having those types of people in your review set when you're when you're when a customer is going to look out, uh, what's what do I want from my cannabis? It's it's a canon of of opinion, and and those people are 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 pretty important. Okay. And did they just reach out to you and say, "Hey, uh, we know who you are. We know that you do product reviews. Would you be interested in joining this on the judging panel?" Yeah. Well, I know a few of the people that are organizing the event, so uh, it was just by the by conversation. I said, "Yeah, I'd love to be involved." All right. Fair. Uh, I want to jump into something that I don't do with everyone, but only my very specialist guests. Okay. <laughs> um, it's called ten quick questions that require ten quick answers. All right. You can the answer these any way you want. <laughs> the lightning round. And I'm going to cue some music here in the podcast. So, c- can you hear the music? It's a good choice. All right. I can't. <laughs> That's because I haven't put it in yet. Oh. All right. Uh, question number one Who is the cat in your Twitter pick? So um, it's a cat that I found in San Juan, Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, the first time you consumed cannabis? Uh, I was 15. We hotboxed uh, a Buick Apollo and we all took our shirts off and put them on the roof so that it wouldn't smell. <laughs> all right, 15. Eh? Uh, how many products have you reviewed? You know, I, I wrote on Lyft for quite a bit. I'd, I'd probably just throw a round number out there, 300 products. Wow, okay. And um, I would imagine some of it's mailed to you, much of it. Um, have you gotten to know your male person yet? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have an interesting relationship with my peer later guy. I think he's come around to me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, at first I, I noticed some apprehension in him. Ah, uh, okay. Or I perceive some. Maybe it's me. Uh, are you? You can have a pass here, by the way. I better. I better preface this. Is this. Be a good one. <clears throat> the worst legal cannabis that you've reviewed. I don't. You know, I used to really knock Organigram. I had seen them first, um, but then I saw a, a slew of bad cannabis. So mm-hmm. you know, I'd throw Emblem in that category. I'd throw Acreage Farms in that category. I know they're Albert, and I feel bad saying that. Um, but with that being said, it's just the container that I review. It's just my opinion on that day, yeah. and you could go into Ontario and and get a, a totally different um, package. Uh, and I'll definitely be back to the bookends of my reviews, so the, those worst ones I'll be back to look at and, and, and see if it changes. Okay, now that you have a decent uh, social media following and your, your reviews are respected, do any of these companies ever send you swag? Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, if, if somebody takes the time to send me something, I'm absolutely going to take the time to, to thank them. Um, you, you can uh, tell today that I don't have any swag on. Um, I'm not a big brand guy. Um, but I'm I'm definitely looking to support the uh, the tertiary players in the market, not the producers. Um, and and uh, you know I think I do enough uh, work to provide product awareness for the producers. Cool. Number seven, uh, your best cannabis experience. Ooh, that's a, you know it, it's just recently, but I I spent some time with the Afghani bull rider uh, grown by Jeff Tech, and I absolutely loved it. 
um, you know, I get a little, uh, I get a, a bit of insomnia and a bit of anxiety. So the the uh, olfactory content of that uh, Afghani with with a little bit of a piney kick worked wonders for me. Hmm. And so that's probably the best one that I can remember in recent memory. All right, name up to three LPs that, generally speaking, impress you. Um, Broken Coast, uh, the hydroponic product that they churn out is expensive, but uh, good quality. And when I, I find myself in those reviews, I, I say, hey, you got to pay the price just to see it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend that you come back and, and pay this price multiple times, but it's worth the while. Um, Tantalus Labs always impresses me, and I think their menu is a bit different than everybody else's where they have... Um, uh, CBD and one-to-one cultivars. Mm-hmm. So I, I regard it as a bit more mature. Um, it, it's it's maybe not there for intoxication. It's just there for a variance of tastes and um, lower content. Yeah, I would. I don't want to say it like that. It's not lower content, but it's it's a more mature. I will, if I leave it at that. And then JWC is my third. Okay. Well, I've bought uh, the Tantalus Labs Harlequin before. I think it's only like 3% THC, and I really enjoyed it. It was just subtle. It was, it's, got it was chill. All, it's got the um, CBD content as well because that's a one-to-one, but it's such a, it's such it's got sweet taste, it's got earth, so it's more of an orchestration of taste. So that's, that's why I like Tantalus Labs. All right. Um, and then JWC would be my third. It's another hydroponic product, um, and it's aeroponic. And, you know, I just stumbled upon it. Uh, I'm a patient of theirs, and, and I was really impressed with it. And, and I think the price point, it's about $11 a gram, is, um, you know, ab- about average for the market right now, and the product quality is above average. So, Edibles or flowers, personally, which one would you prefer? I'm not a big edibles guy. Um, I make a, a, a capsule with uh, CBD cultivars that I grow and that's that's good enough for me for sleep so that's how I use them alright last question and perhaps the most important <clears throat> answer it any way you like I've asked everybody this question by the way for number 10 do you party? no <laughs> no you wouldn't invite me to a, a party that, that you wanted to be good well, okay but what's your idea of a good time? writing a cannabis review I know that sounds <laughs> terrible I, I you know I'm a movie guy I, I like cars but no, I'm not. I'm not a stay up late. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a have a good time type of guy. Okay. Final thoughts? Anything we haven't touched? No. Uh, I've been. Uh, thanks for having me. I've been really uh, thankful to be here. I'm grateful for you coming in. Um, how do we find you online? Where you are can, all the places? Uh, you can get me on Pancake Nap on on Twitter. I have an Instagram account. You can contact me on on my website, um, and it'll take you to my email. All right, Brad. Thank you very much for this. Thanks very much. Okay. Thanks to Brad for that incredible interview. I feel like I only really scratched the surface and I'll have to get him back on the podcast sometime in the near future. If you want a chance to meet Brad in person, don't forget that he'll be at the Hempfest Cannabis Cup on October 12th here in Calgary. Hey, and if you like what I do, leave me a review on your favorite podcast streaming site. And if you have a story about the cannabis space that you'd like to tell, reach out to me at michael at distinctmedia.ca. Thanks again and hang tight. The next podcast is just around the corner. The media contributors within the Cannabis Media Collective do our very best to remain as accurate as possible, but take no responsibility for any inaccurate details or facts. If a story interests you, we're glad to have brought it to your attention, but please take the time to research the details for yourself.